I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Daryl Evans on the line, and it is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I had on a guest in the past, and I liked him so much I had to bring him right on back. Uh, so Daryl <laughs> is a business growth strategist over at CanI365, and he's also co-founder over at Yoko Local. Uh, Daryl, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Adam. Glad to uh, be back on the show. Oh, man. Awesome. So um, we had a great year in the podcast last year. We're going into 2020. I'm excited to get into uh, some of our of our show topics today. So get into Facebook, Facebook ads, what businesses should be thinking there, business growth framework. Um, but before we do that, I don't want to assume that the uh, new listeners caught your first episode. So first, just give us an overview of what you're doing over at a local Yoko, um, uh, excuse me, Yoko Local, said it the wrong <laughs> way, um, um, and also Can I 365 Tell us a little bit more about that. Hey, thanks again for the opportunity. So, yeah, for the listening audience who didn't hear my last show, uh, my name is Daryl Evans. I'm the co-founder of Yoko Local and, and uh, founder of CanI365. I started my entrepreneurial career uh, at the early age of 19. At the same time, I was in college and working a full-time job, but the entrepreneurial bug bit me back then. Uh, made a pivot in college. Uh, I started off as an electrical engineering major, switched to finance because I was working in business, uh, got kind of bit by the P&L bug and started really understanding uh, entrepreneurship. And so got involved with marketing and sales and uh, organizational growth at a very young age. I was very blessed to take over a, a $1 million restaurant when I was 20 years old. So I got my chops wet early in business and entrepreneurship, uh, finished college, went into the mortgage industry, uh, built out a mortgage company, uh, over 100 people in the company with a partner of mine, uh, grew fast. Obviously, everyone knows what happened in 2008. Um, but along that journey, I became very fascinated by marketing and sales from a human psychology standpoint is kind of the way I describe today. Uh, I wasn't just that hard sale grinder kind of person. I really wanted to understand what was in the best interest of the client and the customer. And I was really blessed to have some early mentors back then, got involved with direct response marketing and became an early adopter to internet marketing around 2002, 2003 and four, same thing with social media, joined LinkedIn in 2006, uh, YouTube in 2007, built out a, a YouTube channel, uh, and on and on through the rest of the channels. I uh, met my business partner around 2008 and nine during that pivot year uh, in, the, in the real estate lending industry. And due to some, some goals that I'd set for myself working with a business coach around 2005, it, it started looking as though it was a good time to pivot for some longer term goals that I had. So we started our agency uh, Yoko Local, uh, working with small, mid-sized businesses to help them build their online presence and really start generating revenue. And so people say, well, Daryl, what do you guys do You know, as a digital marketing agency? Everyone thinks about the tactics, uh, the tactical aspects of Google ads, you know, SEO, building out websites, email marketing. And certainly we do all of that. Uh, but we have a core belief and a foundation that I stand by in everything that we do uh, probably comes from my sports background, and that is that tactics before strategy is the noise before defeat. Now, I didn't make that up. That came from the book, The Art of War, uh, but it is something that I've learned through a sports career, uh, having played sports at a young age, all the way through entrepreneurship, all the way through any level of leadership, as well as parenting. And so that's where we are today. We've been on bu been in business with Yoko Local now for 
Uh, we're in our ninth, going on 10th year. And I actually started my Canai 365 company really back in 2009, kind of put it on the shelf, uh, rebranded it, and uh, we relaunched uh, to come out this year to uh, work with some of those companies that are not yet ready for our full service agency, but are smaller companies that are really looking for those growth frameworks. Uh, so we come in, put those in place, partner with them, and uh, help their businesses grow. That's awesome. Um, and I think that's a great transition. Uh, let's get into a business uh, growth framework. So where do you want to start there? You know, I think one of the core frameworks that I always talk about, and it's really always in the mind, like the mind of the entrepreneur is kind of where I live. And I spend a lot of my time coaching entrepreneurs really about their mindset. And so there's two frameworks or two thinking patterns that I usually come across. Number one is the business entrepreneur, the seasoned entrepreneur who has been out in business now for, you know, 10 plus years. Maybe they've grown their business the old traditional way before digital media re really took over and digital channels kind of became the norm. And there's a shift in thinking that has to take place. And so what I do is I spend time with them, helping them really understand what, in fact, these channels are in terms of uh, the Internet, social media, those kinds of things. And so it's, there's a framework shift that takes place. And so I'll share one of those frameworks here, and it's just a mental thought process. And that is given the fact that uh, our client, you know, when the way a business owner can think about it is, is imagine your client is sitting at, they're laying in their bed at 11 o'clock at night and they have a problem or a pain, a concern, a worry that is keeping them awake at 11 o'clock at night. However, they would really like to be asleep at that time. And so I say that usually two or three times in my seminars, my workshops, when I'm working one-on-one -on -one, and I say, so what's keeping your client up at night at 11 o'clock when they'd like to be asleep? And so we get them to think about that. And of course, they always jump in and and think, you know, you know, it could be related to their product or service. And I usually have to correct them and say, is it really your product or service that they're thinking about? Or is it how they might solve that pain? And so one of the frameworks is really a psychological framework. A lot of people call them buyer personas or client avatars. We really uh, think of it as uh, sitting in the seat of your customer. And mm -hmm. what would they do at 11 o'clock at night if they can't go to sleep and they go to the computer? and start to try to solve their problem. What are they gonna type up? So one of the frameworks is really building out a real deep understanding psychologically of what problem, pain, or concern your ideal customer is having. Uh, what I am usually talking about with these businesses is businesses who've really done well with old traditional advertising, media, referrals, um, you know, word of mouth, and that isn't working anymore. And so they usually come to us saying, Daryl, we need Facebook ads, or we need Google ads, or we need to do better with SEO. And I'm thinking, well, what is your customer going to do? And usually we just solve that problem first. So that's kind of framework number one. Um, framework number two for the startup business is, you know, <laughs> helping them understand the same thing, except they have no prior experience with customer acquisition. Um, so keeping it simple, it always starts with a psychological framework around the customer. And when they go through this process, usually we there's an aha moment that they're like, oh, now I understand why the person I hired, it didn't work. Now I understand why my 24-year-old daughter who just got out of college who knew how to get on Facebook but didn't understand buyer psychology, et cetera, et cetera. So usually the very first framework is a mindset framework and an understanding of what your customer's journey is actually going to look like.
That's awesome. Where do you think that, um, and I know this is going to vary, obviously, from company to company, but I've heard what you said, um, you know, proposed by many people. You have to know what your client wants. You have to know, you know, to think from their point of view. Where do you think people go wrong, like typically, in trying to complete that process of understanding what their buyer, um, their buyer psychology is? Well, they're always thinking about their need versus their customer's need. Mm-hmm. And I've done this so many times now, Adam, over the last dozen years, not not to mention the six businesses that I had before we started this agency. Sorry, five businesses before this agency. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, let me take you back to 2002, 2001, when I first entered the mortgage industry. You know, in the mortgage industry, it was never an urgent matter. It was never an emergency for someone to buy a home or acquire a mortgage loan. However, it was always discretionary. So one of the frameworks that we always try to get people to understand is, is your, is your product or service a vitamin or is it a painkiller? Another way to look at it is, is it an emergency or is it a discretionary purchase? And so there's a subtle difference in those two. And so a lot of business owners, Adam, they always think that it's about their product. It's not about their product. It's not even about their service. It's about where that product or service fits into the desire and options. You see, and that's the other side of it. One of the big things is most people think that, most business owners think that the customer has to choose a product or service like theirs. And they're also trapped. They're just trapped in their own, what I call selfish thinking or selfish need. And we really have to drill down and say, no, no, no. Sit in the seat of your client. And what we also also find, Adam, is a lot of the clients we work with, they've never bought or had the problem that their problem solves. <laughs> they've never bought it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they just struggle to really understand what their ideal customer is going through. Um, so that's kind of a shift in framework. I mean, again, we can use the general term, buyer persona, client avatar, that kind of thing. But we're really talking about understanding the psychology of that customer and being able to sit in their seat empathetically and go through it. And for the person who doesn't have any customers, then they're going to need to ask questions of people who've had the problem that your business or product or service can solve. And you can do that through surveys and outreach and things like that. But for most companies we work with, they've already got some customers, they've already been selling their product, and they're just stuck with why the customer isn't coming to them today. Man, I, I love that you bring that up. That they possibly have never bought their product or bought it. No, I, I'm think I think of this, I think of this Mad Men like episode where, and obviously this is like way back when, and all the men, all all the advertisers were men, right? They were inventing the industry, all that yeah. stuff, and they and they had to do like a woman's product, and there, there were no women in the room, and they had to go find one to ask them a question about the product because they didn't even know it. <laughs> all these guys like it was a woman's whatever feminine or something like that product, and I'm dying laughing when you said that. Um, yeah. So Daryl. That being said, I could talk to you about this all day, but we're about out of time. Um, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on um, Can I 365 or on uh, Yoko Local, what's the best way for them to follow up and to reach out? So the easiest, simpler way is to uh, just head over to my website, my personal website, DarylEvans.net. Uh, DarylEvans.net, you can get access to my MindShift podcast, which we talk about some of these concepts. You can see links to my, uh, my, my company, Yoko Local. You can engage and contact me there. You can also figure out and learn some of the programs that I put out through Yoko Local with my team over there. Uh, so that's probably the best place. If you're on social web, you can reach me almost everywhere at Mr. Daryl Evans. That's uh, M-R-D-A-R-R-E-L-L-E-V-A-N-S on most of the channels. That's awesome. 
Well, hey, Daryl, um, really appreciate you coming back on the show for this reunion episode. Excited for our next, our, ne- our next family reunion, 2021. We'll get <laughs> done again. Um, that, that, that being said, um, and to the audience, hope you really enjoyed this. Um, we had a lot of fun making it for you. If you did, subscribe to the podcast. If you're more of a YouTube person, we have that YouTube channel, Money Matters Top Tips. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, but also leave us some comments in, in the comment section of the video. Um, let us know what you think about marketing and what and on the conversation that we had today today. Um, And Daryl, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me and keep up the great work.